Good morning and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Sunday, February 6th edition. I'll be your host today, Santino Cocon, and we have a wonderful eight-game Sunday uh, schedule broken up into two slates. We'll get right to it. Three games on the first docket, all starting at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have five games in the later docket. Uh, three start starting at 6 p.m., one at 7, and then a late game at 9. Before we jump into everything, I want to let everybody know that we have a brand new daily sports fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. And that is Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. So check it out. It is awesome. Uh, you'll definitely start to get hooked, especially if you're big on DFS as is. Uh, you'll be playing those player props all right first game on the docket we have the philadelphia 76ers taking on the chicago bulls in chicago we have a 219 and a half game total and the sixers are negative one point road favorites on the injury report we have lonzo ball alex caruso Derek jones jr um patrick williams shake milton paul reed ben simmons Jaden springer all out we have Furkin Korkmaz, Matisse Thybul, Zach Levine, Kobe White as questionable. We'll start with the Sixers. And some of this is going to hinge on um, Korkmaz and Thybul. But if both those two guys miss, or at least one of them miss, uh, Danny Green and uh, Niang became, become very viable plays at 3,400 and 3,300 uh, respectively. Become pump plays that could see 30-plus minutes in this one. Uh, so keep an eye on Korkmaz and, and Thybul's availability. If one of them is to miss, say it's Korkmaz, uh, um, probably doesn't change too much on the other two. But if Daibol misses, Korkmaz becomes playable himself at 48. Uh, but I prefer Niang and, and Danny Green there. I think they're, they can see 30 minutes. Uh, Seth Curry at 5K is an interesting option for me. He hasn't been playing great, dealing with multiple injuries. Uh, but 5K is just a very cheap price tag for him to bring back value here. Um, seeing about 36 minutes or so uh, he every time he's played he's at least seen 32 minutes the last whatever game so he's he's definitely going to be there in a lot um this would be a good matchup with the backcourt injured in chicago uh that said tyrese Maxey becomes more in play for me at 7400 because of the injuries and joel bead is joel Embiid. uh very great matchup there so i'm looking at Embiid, more Maxey, uh curry and then depending on the availability there's some value to be had there on the other side of the ball, two guards with questionable values as well. Uh, Zach Levine, Kobe White, not sure if they're going to play. They didn't play. They both sat Friday's game, uh, so they might sit this one. If they do sit out, that means Ao becomes very much in play for me at 6,200. Uh, he had 14 assists in the last game, getting a lot of extra responsibility. DeMar DeRozan is my preferred play over Vooch. Um, and Levine, if, even if Levine does play, uh, but if... Levine misses, Kobe White misses, DeRozan is the guy that I, I, I really like here, uh, along with Ao, And then uh, Javante Green at 4,400. Very solid play. Uh, whether everybody plays or not, he's going get, to be getting run. And he's been putting up value 
since he's come back. So rock solid value play there. Maybe not huge upside, but value to be had on a, a small slate at 4,400. I like that there. Uh, Kobe White is intriguing to me if Zach Levine doesn't play and he does play. Um, but I'll probably just go to AO there out of the two or pay down for, for Javante Green. All right, jumping on to the next game. We have the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Denver Nuggets. We have a 229.5 game total, and the Nuggets are 5.5-point road home favorites. I'm sorry. Um, and we have LaMarcus Aldridge, David Duke, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Paul Millsap, Vlatko Kankar, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. all out. Austin Rivers, Aaron Gordon as probable, and James Harden, Nick Claxton as questionable. Uh, Claxton came back and got hurt. In the last game, missed the rest of the game. I would expect him to miss this. James Harden, don't know. Uh, truly up in the air. I mean, they could rest him if they're very serious on trading him, um, which I don't know how serious they are, but if they get the right package, yeah, they could rest him here. Uh, hamstring injuries are tricky, so keep an eye on that. But we'll start with the Nets anyway. They are the away team. And a lot of it hinges on uh, James Harden. If he does miss, Kyrie Irving, who... Shot only six of twenty from the last game in the last game and only put up twenty eight and uh, fantasy points and then not even twenty five the game before that. Uh, he's still in play here uh, on this road trip without a James Harden potentially uh, getting up twenty plus shots. Yeah, at, in a good matchup. Yep, Ky- Kyrie Irving at ten two would still be in play. Um, if Harden does make it, probably not going to have much exposure to Kyrie. Probably not as much as Harden either. Even though he he's walking, um, he, he's putting up numbers barely giving a ton of effort there. But that hamstring injury is uh, no joke, and he he hurt it last year. So I'm probably going to lean away from both of them if they both play. Uh, If no Harden, Kyrie becomes in play. Uh, Cam Thomas jumps back in play here. Uh, Even Bembry at 3,800 is an option. In the front court, all of James Johnson, Sharp, and Griffin are in play. I don't expect Claxton to play, so I think these all all these guys are going to get some minutes here. Uh, we saw Sharp start handful of games without Aldridge and, and Claxton in there before. He could go all the start again, um, especially since they're going up against Jokic. Got to be <laughs> going to be people taking a lot of fouls here. Blake Griffin, anytime he's been given the chance, he's decently produced, and he might be the number two option honestly on this team if Harden doesn't play. Uh, so he's in play here as well. I mentioned. Uh, James Johnson, he's getting a lot of run. So I think regardless, he's going to be uh, getting run here. Not the greatest of options, but only 3,600. Uh, this team is went from three superstars to possibly one in this game. Uh, and then even Aldridge is out and Claxton. There's just some value to be had here. All right, jumping on to the other side of the ball. We have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jokic, somewhat like Embiid. They're both just churning out value here. It's going to be another fantastic matchup for him. Uh, we're going to either have Daron Sharp, James Johnson, or Blake Griffin trying to guard him. Uh, all three of those people, sadly, cannot guard him, so it's going to be a fantastic position for him. Um, Will Barton at 6300 is a decent mid, mid-tier price range. Uh, we, we saw Aaron Gordon miss a game there. We saw uh, Austin Rivers. They're both probable in this one. They should both be back, but Will Barton becomes the number two option here. I prefer him over Aaron Gordon, who's slightly cheaper, uh, who had himself a couple big games as well uh, a week or two ago. And then Monte Morris at 5,200. The Nets, this is a high-priced, a high-totaled game. The Nets give up a lot of points, especially at opposing backcourts. Monte Morris can find himself in decent position here. 
And that's probably it. Maybe an Austin Rivers if he's going to draw the star. But him and Bryn Forbes are kind of uh, teetering on back and forth there. So I'm just going to leave both of them alone and go after the people I mentioned. All right, jumping on over to the last game in the first docket. We have the Detroit Pistons taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves again at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have a 2.30 game total. And the Wolves are 11.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Luca Garza. Josh Jackson, Saban Lee, Pickett, all out. And then we have Okogi, Balmero, questionable, and Cade Cunningham, questionable, and Pat Bev, D'Lo, as probable. We'll start with the Pistons side of the ball. They are the away team. And a lot of this hinges on Cunningham's availability. He's questionable right now. Uh, missed the last game. Was missing a couple with that hip. So... Keep an eye on that. Uh, if he does play, I think this is a pretty good spot for him. Uh, he's 8,300. I probably won't have as much exposure. Um, we have some high-priced guys on the two games in front of us. So probably won't have a ton of exposure to him, but I think it's a decent price tag if he's ready to go a full allotment of minutes. Uh, if he's not, then it becomes very interesting. We know Corey Joseph is just a fan favorite, uh, <laughs> coach favorite here, and at only 4,200. He's probably going to play 25 to 35 minutes in this one. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, we can like that there. Frank Jackson gets a big boost at only 3,600. He, in the last three games, he has uh, 14, 25, and six points, 14, 14, and seven shots. So it's a little volatile, but he is he does have the ability to take a bunch of shots and, and make a bunch of shots. And against Minnesota a couple games ago, he put up 25 actual points, three boards, three assists. So he gets a big boost here. I've Cade Cunningham is out. Even if he's in, he's still a decent option at, as, as a very punt play, but um, I prefer him to a Killian Hayes who had a big, better game last game. Uh, Diallo at 5K, if Cunningham is out, he played 28 minutes in the last one, took 17 shots. Uh, that's probably the high mark of what he will do for you, uh, 42 fantasy points, but there's still some possibility to be had if Cunningham's out. If Cunningham is in, uh, not so much Kojo. Diallo's out. I'll still take a look at Frank Jackson because of the cheap price tag and the ability for him to go up. Um, but I'm looking more towards like a Jeremy Grant or Jeremy Grant. Oh, I was calling his brother uh, at 6,800 and the Sadiq pay uh, because those two will have the the volume there um, coming back from their injuries. And even a Kelly Olenek at 4,700. Uh, he's been playing minutes in the teens, but if he can get to 25, 26 minutes there, then we know that he can always bring back value there. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Um, and I do like Grant. I think Bay is solid, and Frank Jackson would be where it'd be going. If Cade Cunningham is in, probably mostly looking at Jackson, uh, and then I'll take a chance on a a Bay there. All right, on the other side of the ball, this is a big spread and the highest game total of the night. We're looking at <clears throat> starting at the top here at Towns. Um, if you want a big discount on the two other superstar centers that are on this slate, Towns makes sense going to be an awesome matchup for him easily he can put up some numbers here um if you do have the money which i think there's enough value too i would just prefer to pay for the safeness of the other two guys uh, but that is a big 2k difference between those two uh, if you don't have him anthony edwards does make some sense at 8-4 it's going to be just a really good matchup uh, he, he took 21 shots against these guys last one last game only made nine uh two of nine from three didn't do really much facilitating, didn't get, get many rebounds, only had one stock. Uh, he still had 25 actual points. I think 
you put some extra number peripheral numbers around there and that's a pretty big game and i expect i can expect a little more here too um d probably just going to leave him alone he hasn't played in a little bit looks like he will be available for this one uh but over a week off probably won't be rushed into anything significant especially playing a, a pistons team um <clears throat> so i don't think we have to rush there pat bev gets his value hit with the return of d um so 5200 you could take a chance on him but i, I don't think the upside's there I'll, I'll leave him alone everybody else does too like a prince Beasley, all these guys that have been teetering on the line, the ro- rotation is going to change up a little bit here. So I'm uh, probably just going to stay with Edwards, maybe take Towns for the discount uh, on the other two centers. And that's that's likely it for now. Uh, if you think this game is going to be a blowout, maybe you can take a Beasley chance, McDaniels chance, even a Prince. But I think that uh, Prince is a little too high. Beasley and McDaniels would be more in my price range or uh, Noel over McDaniels for me. All right, let's jump on to the main slate. Uh, the slate that starts at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have three at 6 p.m., one at 7, one at 9. As mentioned before, first game on the docket, Indiana Pacers taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, we have a 216.5 game total, and the Cavs are 5.5-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Isaiah Jackson, T.J. McConnell, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren, all out, Colin Sexton, Ricky Rubio, uh, Lori Markin and all out. And we have <clears throat> Garland, Goga, Brogdon, Sabonis, all questionable for this one. We'll start with the Pacers. Um, and yeah, we have three guys that are questionable here. Sabonis, obviously, being the big one. Uh, Goga, also in the front court. And then Brogdon. Um, if Brogdon does play, it would put a damper on uh, Lavert, who had himself a monster game the other night. Um, probably won't go on Levert either way against this Cleveland defense, especially if Garland's back. Uh, the defense good. I don't expect another 42 fantasy or 42 actual points, um, or even 42 fantasy points. So I probably won't go to him at that nine, three price tag. Um, if Sabonis plays that dings him up a little bit more as well. And then Goga. So Sabonis and Goga are directly affecting, uh, Terry Taylor's value right here. I think he's going to play regardless, but Obviously, he's averaging 15 rebounds and over 20 or 22 and a half points in his last two games where he played 37 and 38 minutes. Uh, been fantastic. 52 fantasy points and 46 and a half fantasy points. Uh, I definitely want to play him if these two guys are out. 5,500 is just too cheap. And uh, even against these two big towers that he's going to be playing against and, and then Kevin Love coming off the bench, um, I still think he can get double digit rebounds and maybe, maybe not another 2010, but the guy's been incredible so i like him at 55 if there's no goga if there's no sabonis even if there is a goga uh yeah even if there is a bonus i think i'll still play him too i think he might start at shooting guard i just think the uh, rebounds might be curbed a little bit there um sabonis i'm, I'm gonna leave off goga i'm gonna leave off brogdon i'm gonna leave off lavert if these guys are playing i'm gonna leave them off uh T- taylor is the guy that i really like here and then depending on what happens with the rest uh, of the guys then we could look for value again like a uh washington a uh, even Jeremy Lamb, uh, Holiday, Brissett, a lot of value to be go around against uh, if everybody's still out. <clears throat> on the Cleveland side of the ball, some of it hinges on uh, Darius Garland. We have Laurie Markkinen. Um, I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. They're, they're resuming him. For some reason, he shows questionable, so hopefully people pick question him uh, on this slate, but he's not going to be playing today. Uh, Darius Garland, 
isn't a great matchup if he's ready to go and he can play a full complement of minutes. He's under 9K now. He's only 8-8. That's good for us. He hasn't played in nearly a week. Uh, I think today will be a week. So uh, keep an eye on his limit and what will do. But if he is out, uh, Brandon Goodwin, Jedi Eisman, Rajon Rondo have been running the point guard position here. Uh, Goodwin would be the one of the three that I'd be looking at, 5-4. He's been bringing back value in his in his spot. Uh, Chet, I can, but he's really just struggled the last couple games, uh, especially last game. He only played 15 minutes. It was 2 of 8 from the field. Uh, in the last three games since um, Garland went down, he's 3 of 16, 5 of 12, and 2 of 8 from the field. Just really poor overall. Uh, even though he had a 12-point or 13-point game in one of them and 12-assist game in the other, just hasn't clicked. So, Probably not going to have any exposure to, to him, though, though this matchup is good. Goodwin has shown, though, that he has the higher ability here. Uh, Isaac Okoro could be a guy you can take a chance on at 4K if there's no Garland. And then in the front court, um, depending on who's actually in the front court for Indiana, there might be a lot of opportunity for Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Uh, as good as Terry Taylor has been, he's still a 6'5 shooting guard, so... Uh, the height advantage and the size advantage could come into very big play for those two guys. So keep an eye on the injury report, and that's where I'll be going. Um, here, on the other 6 o'clock game, one of the other 6 o'clock teams, we have the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Uh, we have a 219.5 game total, and the Mavs are 2.5 point ro- home favorites. Oof. Um, <clears throat> on the injury report, we have... Whew, let's say this. Uh, Sterling Brown, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kristaps Porzingis, Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper, all out. John Collins, Danilo Gallinari, Lou Williams, and Maxi Kleba, all questionable. We'll start with the Hawks. They are the away team. Uh, anytime Trey and Luca go at it, it's going to be a fun matchup. Um, Trey has been just putting up fantasy numbers the last whatever games. Uh, the last three games, nothing under 50 points. He's an option though the Mavs' defense is really solid. Uh, but at 10-1, it's just it's not an expensive guy to prob- probably put up 50 points, just on pure volume alone. Even when he's not shooting the ball particularly well, uh, he's still getting the entire volume. Uh, a couple games ago against Boston, about a little over a week ago, shot 8 of 25 from the field, uh, was poor, 2 of 9 from 3, still put up 42 fantasy points just on sheer volume alone. And we know that he's going to have the ball in his hands so much, uh, whether it's creating or shooting. Uh, or just having it in his hands. We know that his usage is insane. Uh, so 10-1 is, is pretty solid here, even in a tough matchup. Uh, John Collins is going to be interesting if he misses. Uh, <clears throat> and Gallinari misses. How are they going to run this rotation? Uh, will they start Bogdanovich, Hunter, Herter all together? Uh, will Okungwu and Capella play more minutes together? These are some things that uh, we'll have to keep an eye on. Lou Williams is also questionable. So opens up DeLone Wright as a back up both guard positions a little bit more, but a lot to keep an eye on if John Collins doesn't play and Gallinari doesn't play because that could change, could change the whole rotation. And with that said, I would take a chance on a Kungu here. Uh, hopefully getting more minutes. Maybe these two guys do play together a little bit and see how that feels without Collins. And at 3,700, I'll take some shots at that. Uh, maybe Luke here, Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Labubu Cabaret gets in the starting lineup possibly. I don't know. Um, but I keep an eye on that. Okongwu would be a guy I'm taking a chance on. Uh, Herder, possibly, uh, if there's no Collins. And then um, even Bogdanovich at 5,500. But uh, that all depends on John Collins' availability. 
Uh, if Collins does play, I think he's in a solid spot as well. Uh, only 6,600. Dallas is missing Porzingis. Uh, front court is an issue for them, and he could take advantage of that. And the one game he played against the Hawks, he did put up nearly 41 fantasy points as well. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we don't have Porzingis again. Uh, Kleba is questionable. So uh, Dwight Powell becomes interesting to me. So does Marquise Chris. Maybe they both start in the front court um, without Kleba there. So keep an eye on that if Kleba doesn't play. If Kleba does play, it's a decent decent spot for him at only 4,200. Uh, but I honestly kind of prefer that he doesn't. And I'll take a shot at uh, Powell and Chris there at 37 and 3,300 as, as pure pump, punt plays. Um, Luka Doncic going to be 12k in this one but great matchup he only had uh he was 6 of 17 in his loan meeting against atlanta this earlier this year and still had 44 fantasy points because he put up a near triple double i think that's uh doable again 12k i i don't mind running it back trey and luca right here uh both going to be in solid spots outside of that not really interested in in brunson a ton um though 6500 is not a bad price tag for him just not in love with it and I don't really want to look at much else. Maybe a Dorian Finney-Smith. If Kleba uh, does miss, maybe he does start at power forward. They move everybody down. They put Bullock there. Uh, small forward again. Um, Chris or Powell start at power forward. So uh, maybe I'll take a shot at Finney-Smith at 4500 But I don't love uh, a lot of the price tags. All right, jumping on over to the last game at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Orlando Magic. On the injury report, or Game total, we have 217.5. The Celtics are 7.5-point road favorites. The Magic are one of two teams uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks that are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we don't have an official injury report for them as of yet, but we can um, use what was there last night. And the only team that's on the front end of a back-to-back is the Chicago Bulls, which uh, was the first game of the docket. Uh, We'll start with... The injury report for the Celtics, uh, we have Bull Bull, P.J. Dozier are the only two guys that uh, of relevance there. On Orlando, we have the the usuals. Uh, R.J. Hampton didn't play. Elijah, uh, <clears throat> I said Elijah. Uh, Etwan Moore, Jonathan Isaac, MCW, Markel Fultz all out. And the last one, and we'll see if anything changes here. Um, Boston side of the ball, Tatum, Brown, Rob Williams, Smart. Uh, those are the guys. I, I don't really care about anybody, any of the value here. I think we have enough already, uh, even in two games that we can look at there. Uh, I'll, I'll stick right up to the top. I think Smart's going to be in a solid spot here. Um, at only 5,500, he's averaging 33 fantasy points against the Magic in two games against them in 38 minutes. Uh, so a lot to like here. He's at his two games against Orlando. He's averaging 12.5 points, 5.5 boards, 5.5 assists, and 2.5 uh, total stocks. So... I uh, really like Marcus Smart, a very solid, lower-priced, mid-tier play. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both in very good spots. Uh, in two games against Orlando, Brown is averaging nearly 60 fantasy points. Uh, in one game against Orlando, Tatum has 31. Uh, don't expect Tatum to not be good in this one, but I do prefer Brown at a slightly cheaper price tag. Uh it's just a very good matchup for both of them at 9,200. If this game can stay competitive with Orlando being on the back end of a back-to-back, we have ourselves a very, very big ceiling for one and or both of these guys. Same with Rob Will, 7,500. Uh, even though they play big, and the Magic do, 
uh, he's still going to be in a solid spot. I do prefer the two forwards uh, um, instead of him and Marcus Smart, uh, but I won't rule him out there as of yet. All right, jumping on to the other side of the ball, and we'll have to see about an injury report, see if anything changes, but we'll just assume that everybody is still in play on the back end of a back-to-back. Um, and that said, they didn't have the greatest of games in the last one. Lost by 20 points, got just steamrolled by um, Memphis. Don't really count that one just because it was a blowout pretty much the from start to finish. Um, Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, not really looking at much here. I think the matchup is pretty solid. Uh, if I had to pick one of those three, probably Suggs, but I, I'm totally not confident about it. I do like the a little cheaper of the guys here. Um, and Harris, Okiki, uh, even Bamba. Franz Wagner is probably the highest guy that I'll price guy that I'll go up to in this matchup. Um, just not in love with it. Um, Carter had himself two two solid games against Boston. Six nine, you can look there, but I'm probably gonna uh, look away there <clears throat> and go more towards Bamba if he's in. If Bamba is out, then yes, Wendell Carter Jr. I do like, and then Chumo Kiki becomes very much in- more intriguing to me. And as does Gary Harris, but those are the three guys that I'm looking at the most here. All right, jumping on over to the next game, we have the New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh, we have a 232 game total, 232 and a half game total, I, my apologies, which is the highest of the entire day. Um, and then the Pelicans are four and a half point road favorites. Uh, on the injury report, we have... Usman Garuba, Willie Hernan Gomez, Kyra Lewis, Didi Lazauda, Garrett Temple, Zion Williamson, all out, and Josh Hart as questionable. We'll start with the Pelicans. Um, Josh Hart, got to keep an eye on that. If he does play and he's ready to go his uh, normal allotment of minutes, which is about 33, he's averaging on the season, I really like him in this in this game. Uh, I think double-digit rebounds is close, 7 to, to 12, I would say. Um, three to five assists would be nice, and a couple steals here. Um, I think 35 points is well within reason with some upside here. I, I really like Josh Hart if he's ready to go, uh, even though Brandon Ingram is back. Speaking of Brandon Ingram, came back in the last one, uh, played 38 minutes, and well, he played 32 minutes a couple days before that, then 38 minutes. Um, both good. He's averaging. He put up 93 uh, fantasy points in two games. I think there is some upside for him to hit value here. Uh, the matchup is going to be really good. Uh, he had 58 fantasy points in his lone meeting against Houston. 40 actual points, five rebounds, four assists, a couple stocks. I think another repeat performance could be had. Uh, he's one of the better, uh, higher-priced plays that isn't super pricey at only 8700 the upside is very big here uh, and if josh hart misses even more for him uh j val i do prefer him to j val uh, who's only a couple hundred dollars cheaper um <clears throat> and i think we have some solid center options already around the slate herb jones Devonte graham jackson hayes Nikhil alexander walker uh these guys are going to be directly at- uh, tied to josh hart's value um or Josh Hart's playing status. I think if Josh Hart doesn't play, especially without Garrett Temple, another guy in the rotation, uh, these guys all get a little bit of a bump. I do prefer Herb of the crew. Uh, and outside of Herb, Jackson Hayes possibly uh, could be getting another start. 
Uh, he played 33 minutes in the last one, 26 in, the, in before that, and both those games had Brandon Ingram. So uh, very intriguing to keep him around here. 5K is a little more expensive than I would like, uh, but just another option there if Josh Hart does miss. Uh, then you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, he's only an option if Josh Hart misses. Don't really care for him if Josh Hart is in. And even if he does miss, he's the least of the four that uh, I would go for here. Jumping on to the other side of the ball, we have really nobody on the injury report. Uh, so we'll be looking at this. Kevin Porter Jr. did leave the last one. He had an, uh, with an illness. He only played 11 minutes. But he's not listed on the injury report now. Don't know if it was a clerical error, but I uh, will assume he's in for this. I think you can take some chances on a few of these guys. Uh, if the Pelicans do go big again and put Jackson Hayes there uh, a lot with um, J-Val, then Alperin Sungin at 4,100, who's had two game back-to-back games over 23 fantasy points, uh, becomes a little intriguing to me. If he can hit 30 minutes, then he's going to be... A very good play here. Uh, don't know if that'll happen, but there's a potential if they go big again against them and try and match. Uh, Christian Wood is averaging 41 points. Uh, well, I shouldn't say averaging. Had 41 points in his lone meeting against these guys, 23 points, 8 boards. Uh, not huge in them. I, th- I think I'd rather go Ingram um, or some other guys a little bit higher priced, like a Jalen Brown, who we just mentioned, uh, is in the 9Ks range. Uh, so I like him there. Jay Sean Tate. Eric Gordon, uh, KJ Martin, Garrison Matthews, those are the guys I'll be taking more chances on. Uh, if Kevin Porter Jr. is fully healthy too, uh, and there's no lingering effects with that illness, I think he has some big, big potential here as well at only 5,700. Uh, so I'm going to leave Wood out, and I, I do like the other guys. Porter Jr., probably my first option if I, I need to hear the status. I know he's not on the injury report, but uh, it's very weird. He just played 11 minutes a couple nights ago. Um, so keep an eye on that. If no lingering effects. If you're just good to go, 5,700 would be my preferred play here. And one of my favorite plays of the night, uh, Sangin, Gordon, Martin, and Matthews all make for solid punt play options here. I do prefer them in that specific order as well. Uh, but 4-1 to 3-7 is some solid value for these guys in a uh, the game that's projected for the highest total. And against two teams that um, like to give up some points. So you can see a lot of good fireworks here. Last game of the night. It's a late one, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. On the injury report, we have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Jay Scrub all out, Ivaka Zubak as questionable, and the Bucks have no injury report. Um, they played last night. They are, again, one of the two teams on the back end of a back-to-back. George Hill, Brooke Lopez should be out. Uh, and then this is very uh, difficult because Giannis has been missing quite a few uh, back-to-back games here. So not 100% sure if he will play this. The last time he played a back-to-back was the 7th and 8th against Brooklyn and Charlotte of of January. Oh, I tongue-tied there. So uh, he could play. He could not. Definitely something to keep an eye on, though. Uh, he, he did miss the, the last back-to-back that they had. Uh, with that said, if there is no Giannis, uh, Middleton, Holiday, come very much in play here. Uh, even a Bobby Portis, the matchup is pretty solid for him. Uh, those are the guys that he'd be looking at. And Pat Connington as a cheap dart throw play. Uh, Jordan Wara might find himself in the starting lineup, but I think we have enough value that we don't have to go to him or even Connington or even DiVincenzo. Uh, I would stick more towards the top here. 
um, spe- specifically Middleton, Holiday, and a little bit of Portis here. Uh, if Giannis does play, um, Holiday still makes a lot of sense. It's going to be a solid matchup. And then uh, probably more Middleton than than Giannis here. Uh, probably pay up towards the a Luca uh, if I had to put those two together. All right on the other side of the ball, we have no Leonard, we have no George, we have possibly no Powell, we have possibly no um, Covington. They're not on the injury report for there, so they could make their debut. Uh, but it's not; it's far from a given if the trade has processed and and they're ready to go. So keep an eye on both of those status if you can. Hopefully, we get word early, and then he's Ivanka Zubak. Um, if Powell and/or Covington are out, if it's just one of them. I really like the the one that's playing because they're going to be thrown right into the fire immediately, uh, especially Powell. Would really like Powell here at 7K. Uh, if both of them are out, then, yeah, you're, a lot of your uh, rotation is just still there. You have I, I know you lost Bledsoe, so that does make Reggie Jackson's uh, life a lot easier. He's going to be the main point guard. Uh, at 6,300, very much like that. <clears throat> Amir Coffey, 4,800, very solid value. Uh, Zubats, I mean, well, not Zubats, Ibaka at 4,700, if there's no Zubats, uh, becomes very solid. The last two games, he's played a combined 56 minutes and has a combined uh, over 70 fantasy points. So would definitely be in play if there's no Zubats. If there is a Zubats, I'm leaving him, um, Hartenstein, and Zubats himself, or Ibaka, whoever you think I was talking to at the moment, I'll leave in all three of them out of it. I'm not going to have so much Morris exposure either. Uh, I do like Batum at 4,500. Terrence Mann is going to be the backup point guard now. Uh, so there should be more opportunity for him at 3,500. He hasn't really done much. So he'd be in play for me too. But uh, a lot of it depends on Powell and Covington. If both those guys are in, then I'm going to scratch off uh, the three centers mostly anyway. Uh, scratch off Mann. I uh, really don't want a ton of Batum. Uh, probably just Powell and Jackson and Covington. Uh, those three, um, if they're both out or one of them's out, Coffee jumps back in. If Zubats is out, Ibaka's out, uh, is is in play. Uh, so it's a lot to do with the injury report. Right now, Reggie Jackson is the one guy I can I can look at. All right, that does it for today's edition of DFS Today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Um, we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe Harris and Mike will be back on for the Sunday show. Thank you, as always. Good luck. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.